Welcome to hour number two on a Friday on Hashtag Daily K with your host, Peter Bint. How much do you know about K food? How much hanshik have you eaten? We invite you into the world of Korean food, of course, including the history and culture of it. We'll introduce trendy foods and famous restaurants on Dish of the Day with Chef Ryan. It is a Thursday, it's cooking day, and Chef Ryan's in the studio. How are we doing, sir? I'm good, man. Are you good with these Thursdays? We switched it up. Is everybody good with these Thursdays? I hope so. I'm I, still I confused. Like, like it, I expect it to be a Friday when you're here. Yeah, but see, then when yeah. Friday comes and mm-hmm. I realize I have so much free time. Yeah. It's like, oh, it's like I got an extra day every week. Yeah, that's good for you. But when I realize it's not Friday, I'm like, oh, Uh, got another day, another day of the week. But no, as long as we can cater for you and have you in the studio. I really appreciate it because I'm so busy. I got another like almost 400 people coming to the farm this weekend for Halloween festivities. 400 almost. (gasps) Yeah, fully booked all weekend long the next weekend. And the next weekend's almost booked now. Yeah, I just had two tons of pumpkins delivered to the farm this morning two tons yeah a good friend had to meet the delivery driver because i was in traffic on my way here (laughs) yeah and uh and meet and unload two tons that's like 250 medium-sized pumpkins wow and i I told you last week you know we had to do our pumpkin carvings early for some filming Uh, how long do they last before you carve them if you got two tons i'm expecting that to last you what till the end of this events you know not every pumpkin's the same Ah. you know um but i've had some you know if you keep it um okay we used to do these these pumpkin carving contests at the college with the culinary students and we would start three weeks before the actual judging Uh and they figured out some cool tricks Uh, if you rub it with vaseline after carving it (laughs) And then maybe put it in the fridge, yeah. you know? It'll last a lot longer that way. Oh, wow. Heat is the enemy, and too much moisture is the enemy. Okay. Now, if it's not been carved, again, you know, heat and moisture still will speed that process up. Okay. Another good trick is flip it over upside down and press on the bottom. Yeah. If it is soft anywhere on there, but yeah. that'll be the first spot to go soft. Okay. If it's soft anywhere around there, just don't get that one, because it's probably okay. only got about a week on it before oh, it's no. going if if my pumpkin deliveries come and they're soft on the bottom, I make them give me my money back. Oh wow, yeah, good yeah, stuff. Because yeah. when the filming team they provided the pumpkins for us to carve, they got out a couple and they said these are actually last year's harvest. They might be a bit hard. And I was what? like, "What? Are you sure? What? So I, thought, I don't know if they were frozen or if they were mistaken, but they were too hard to carve. Actually, they were just like rocks." And so we used, don't, she said, we wow. got these one like a month ago. I don't know if that's true. They I don't it. think you can keep it for that long. No right? way. There's It'd no surely way. Surely go rotten, right? Yeah. 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 Even in the freezer, that wouldn't Well, keep garlic well. and onions can keep a long time. You know, the garlic and the onion that we buy here throughout the winter. Yeah. It has, was harvested earlier in the year. Oh. And they just keep it 
in their perfect condition. Not too cold, yeah. you know, but definitely dry. Mm-hmm. Potatoes, similar. Yeah. I don't, I don't know about pumpkins, man. I'm never trying to stretch one that long. No. Well, it didn't look edible or carvable, so yeah. it's a bit pointless anyway, to be <laughs> honest. Uh, today, we'll look at an ingredient in the first couple of episodes. And Sisk has asked, is it seafood again? Well, this is the season, as How we say. How did she say. know? <laughs> I did preview something i can't remember what it was but it must given some hint to it coming from the sea mm-hmm. um and so you've mentioned liking this ingredient i think i've mentioned many times not yeah. being really my cup of tea well, this is the perfect pairing because because this is a decisive uh ingredient that we're mm-hmm. talking about today you either love it or you <laughs> hate it me i'm definitely on the far extreme i love it side really and i guess peter's somewhere on the other end of the spectrum yeah i definitely don't like it for sure really? i wouldn't Not say even I, deep fried i wouldn't say hate it and i had it actually just two days ago deep fried and actually kind of sourced up it was oh, a yeah? it was Where, a kanjang was... version like Ooh. you know takanjang is Ooh. the fried and kind of marinated chicken wow they did this ingredient like that which i'd never seen but was apparently it in, it's quite like, hot breadcrumb or what was it was no it was it... in like a fairly thick batter okay like a chicken batter yeah wow and interesting so until you chewed it a few times you might not know what it was <laughs> but then i got the flavor of this and i was like oh no i prefer no. chicken like 100 percent to oh, this i love the flavor okay yeah. so without further ado today's yep yeah, like i said it's very divisive this ingredient is oysters in korean Cool. Oysters, yes, cool. And really, we started off, uh, you know, we wanted to make this about cool gookbap, uh-huh. which is because, you know, as the you know, it's got really a lot colder this week. Yeah. And it's going to warm back up a little bit, it seems. But, I mean, we had temperatures down close to freezing the other night. Oh, wow, really? Yeah, it got down to four degrees. <gasps> that yeah. cold already. I was nervous. I saw that. I was like, oh, man, my peppers. I got to check them out on the farm. They don't yeah. like to be below 10. Okay. So... Um, but when it gets colder, oysters turn up in the markets. Mm. A lot of it is, you know, they're coming up from the south in Korea and, and they, they got to come up on these trucks and they'll spoil so easily if Mm. it gets too warm. Do do they come up alive? Like when they're in their shells? Oh yeah, baby. That's alive. And they have Even in the bags and water, they're alive, even though they've been taken out of their shells. So once you like get them, I don't know, what do you say? Do you just... Shuck them. Shuck them off the, like, rock face or wherever yep. they are. They're yep. still okay as long as you haven't kind of pierced their shell. Absolutely. Until they get too cold or too warm or or dry out, you know, they're alive. Okay. But it is a fragile process. Mm. That's why oysters often cost so much in restaurants, but at markets they're so cheap. Oh. Because they're taking a big risk. If yeah. they don't sell them, they got to toss them. Mm. And so, so then they mark them up Instead of the usual, like, three times markup, it's yeah. often a, a ten times markup. <gasps> wow. Yeah. Just simply because they might have to throw a load out, right? Yeah, yeah. For oyster lovers out there, you know, you go to a restaurant, you're going to pay somewhere between 15, 20 bucks for maybe a dozen oysters on the half shell, uh-huh. at least. Yeah. Well, I can go to the market here and get twice as many <laughs> for half the price. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah, my Italian friend who I went down to the South Coast with recently, he was saying in Italy, like, yeah, same as many Western parts. Oysters can be very expensive to mm. consume and kind of a delicacy. But he loves how cheap they are here in Korea and how many you can eat. Yeah. He's a big fan. I was like, it doesn't really affect me at all because I'm not eating them. But <laughs> my mum and dad, yeah, they used to go to this luxury department store called Harrods in the UK. In the basement, they had 
the seafood corner with it yeah. all on ice. That was their one treat a year. Go in there. So your parents like, love them, but you yeah, don't? Yeah, I'm sorry, mom and dad. I God, haven't done we gotta, you proud. We got to turn Peter around. Let's, uh, I would like for everybody to chime in today and say yay or nay. Yep. If, if, the, if there's more nay, yays than nays, mm-hmm. then Peter has to eat some oysters. Yeah, I just had some the other day. Oh, my <laughs> goodness. All right. Uh, we will talk a lot about oysters. Tell us how you have them in your neck of the woods as well. And we'll get to explaining what kulkubab is. And as Ryan was saying, as it gets colder as well, I'm guessing this dish is favored more as well because it's totally. just a hot soup. Oh, right? it's With so rice. heartwarming on a, on a cold day. Welcome to Arirang Radio. If you are in Jeju, 88.7 in Jeju City, 88.1 in Seogipu City, 101.9 in the Daejeong area. We're back for part two, Dish of the Day with Chef Ryan here, and we are talking about oysters, and then we'll talk about a particular oyster dish as well in Korea that is popular at this time of the year. Uh, We do have a couple of votes here. Leon saying, I'm team Peter. I hate oysters. Oyster omelettes. I will only eat the flour and egg part of an oyster omelette. So just the kind of coating. I'm with you. I had them deep fried with that kind of sweet sauce, sweet and spicy sauce on it. The coating was lovely, but inside, sorry, no dice for me. you guys. Silver Granny Lynn, though, from North Carolina. I love oysters. Okay, one and one. One and one. All right. Thank you, Silver Granny. All right. Tiggerish Eeyore, another one on the yay side. Uh We're we're winning now, two to one. (laughs) I love oyster stew, the creamy milk base, and the oysters floating there, yum. I have bought smoked oysters in a can, too. I love smoked oysters. I've smoked them myself with my giant smokers. I've never had that. Oh, they're delicious. I like to brine them for, Uh you know, four or five hours with uh, preserved lemon. And uh, you don't need too much salt because they're just naturally salty. Yeah. But sometimes I'll add something to sweeten it just a tiny bit, you know. Oh. Um, but that preserved lemon on there, uh, and then it goes in the smoker with some oak or we've used uh, whiskey barrel wood chips. Wow. You know, like chips that were whiskey barrels okay. at one point. <laughs> uh, that's pretty cool with the oysters. Or, or just, you know, hickory, apple, oak. Don't do mesquite. It doesn't taste good. <laughs> That's uh, that a good one, tip for you. How do you eat a smoked oyster? You just smoke it and then just eat it cold? Uh, yeah, you can enjoy it cold. You can make a pate out of it. It's oh. a lovely way to do it. Uh, on crackers, you know. Um, then you could add other flavor elements, something to brighten it up, like a little bit of chopped uh, chives. Would be nice. Maybe a maybe some kind of a cream thing, you know. Is yeah. oyster stew? Because I think Tigerish is from North America, if I'm not mistaken. Is that a thing in the state? A, I'm, a stew? I'm not familiar with oyster stew back in no. the states, but that's what that's what we're talking about today. Is kind of an oyster stew mm-hmm. uh, with gul gukbap. Uh, there's lots of different kinds of gukbap in Korea, but uh, the oyster gukbap has got to be my favorite favorite basically what it means it's a soup with rice in it uh-huh. um, which kind of used to bug me when i first got here i was like <laughs> don't put the rice in there yeah. I'll, let me add it i'll i'll, I'll put I'll, it in when i want right and right. i'm i'm a, i'm still a spoon by spoon guy you too yeah okay i'm not the only one no i don't like it getting all soggy. exactly it's so I, th- different. I thought it was kind of weird but you know i guess 
if you want to run a restaurant and keep it simple yeah. and, and shell out food really quick, I, I guess it makes sense. Chuck the rice in the soup. Just give them one bowl, right? Yeah. Uh, Siska, I don't know what team to put you in. You said, not my favorite, but some oyster dishes are yummy. Oyster satay in Indonesia is spicy and delicious. Mm. Yeah, if it's on a satay, maybe, yeah, the texture would change a little bit. That maybe I could do that. That sounds like uh, middle of the road. Yeah. Okay. Thanks, Siska. <laughs> sounds like you're, you're, you're trying to appease both of us. <laughs> All right. Uh, Donna in New York says, friend has just... Friend was just up in Maine and had been posting lots of oyster pics. Me, probably had them once in New Orleans. That's where I fell in love with oysters. Oh, New Orleans. Is that the po' boy place? Po' boy place. Uh, we <laughs> might have a video we could show later of a po' boy sandwich made on the farm. Oh, oysters Rockefeller. Uh-huh. You, even if you don't like oysters at all yeah. and you think they're disgusting... <laughs> Got to try oysters, Rockefeller. That's somehow you take the shell. Yeah, all right. You you take the oyster out. Uh-huh. Take some other oysters. Take take one of your oysters. Chop it up. Saute some spinach with some bacon, some cream, oh butter. That sounds some good. people add a little breadcrumb in there to help yeah. it soak up those juices. Put it back on top of an oyster in that shell. Okay. Parmesan cheese on top. Sometimes people use other cheeses as well. Get that in the oven to where it kind of crisp up on the top. It's bubbling. Oh, that oyster. Oh, oh. That sounds a little bit like the chogegui we sometimes do here, but much more has gone into it. Than, yes. Than... <laughs> yeah, similar, similar. Yeah. Everybody loves oysters. You get that cream and that bacon and that spinach, you know. I can uh, do cheese. that. That sounds good. All right. I'm mm. going to know what to order on the menu. I, I think I've seen that before, and I had no idea what it was. Oyster Rockefeller. we got a picture we can throw up today. We'll okay. show folks if they have um, Raul, also sitting on the fence, and I can't have an opinion on this because I'm a countryside guy in the middle of the land. No rivers, no seas, mm. no oceans. Mm. Okay. And Hartley says, didn't you, Peter, eat a giant oyster in one of your segments for another show? Yeah, it was a river oyster in Korea. That's right. We talked about this last year, I think. Somjingang River, like yeah. A, like a saucer size. Huge. Oh. Like, couldn't fit in my mouth, literally. <laughs> and right. uh, had that raw straight out of the river and got sick the next day. Not because oh. I think the oyster was bad. I think it's psychological. Like, uh. I really believe if you worry too much about something, uh. it just makes your stomach, like, reject Absolutely. foods. Absolutely. That's what happened. Uh, <laughs> Tropical Chaos also saying, please don't gag, PT while you're listening. Do let us know what side of the fence you are on, though. Uh, where should we take this oyster talk to, Ryan? Well, if we've got maybe some pictures, okay. we well, could go in there. I I want to talk about where oysters come from in Korea. Okay. Because uh, it's a special thing. You were apparently just down there yesterday. Tongyong is known as the city of Isun Shin, apparently, because he had some battles in that area, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, that's right. Those you can, you can go inside replicas of those turtle boats Yeah, there, we yeah. did that as well. And... Actually, coincidentally, that's on the sea. So right next to there, there were oysters growing like small ones, yeah. but just on the concrete like everywhere walls there. Yeah. Well, I did. I did have some pictures. We can get those up sometime soon okay. of Tongyong and some tourist destinations in Tongyong where you can take a cable car wow. and see this beautiful. I mean, it, the pretty big city. Yeah. Uh, definitely, there's urban area, but 
but there's all these islands and all this clean water down there. This is uh, on the southernmost part of of Korea. Um, you know, just it, it's west of Busan area or west of Goje Island, but kind of in the middle on the southern end of the peninsula. So beautiful. And and it's, I mean, oysters are so plentiful down here. Mm. I heard that Korea is like the number two exporter of oysters in the world. Wow. So there must be a lot of oysters. We eat a ton here, and then they're also getting exported. Yeah. Yeah, that is interesting, yeah. isn't it? Because it's not like we don't eat them in Korea, and we're not a huge country, but second biggest exporter. I have seen them get even more and more popular uh, to be enjoyed in new ways in the last five, six years. Mm. Um, coming up uh, around early November, it gets cold enough to where you can start to get them in the half shell yeah. sent up from Tongyeong. Ah. And, and every year on the farm, we do our big seafood event. And those um, oysters are coming from Tongyeong. Straight, uh, my friend at the, at the Suwon Big Fish Market, yeah. uh, he gets them sent up from Tongyeong through the middle of the night. Wow. So they, they shuck them, they pack them on ice, already shucks, because I don't want to shuck 500 oysters in the morning on a Saturday before <laughs> everybody gets there. And uh, and so my life's easier. I just open up these these boxes and wow. and layer you know four hundred five hundred oysters out for folks to uh, jump on as their first course when they arrive, and then have six more courses of seafood wow. for our annual party. But they come from this beautiful place, Tongyang. And already you can get them, and they're already out of the shell. Uh-huh. But to transport them in the half shell or whole, they wait until the temperatures drop a bit more uh-huh. to keep to make sure that they'll make it okay. Because okay. that's that's a that's a five or six hour drive. Sure, it yeah. was very far. We actually flew down there and then got the train back up, and it took like three and a half hours in the KTX, which is a long time. Wow. Um, yeah. But yeah, if you can get down there, have it fresh. That's even better. I'm yeah. assuming. Oh, it looks like we got... Okay, so this is a little video from the farm. Uh, this is our annual event. Oh, your seafood uh, day. Coming up November 5th this year. Um, Look at all those oysters go. in the half shell. Wow. Yeah, and we do we, we do all different country styles of toppings uh-huh. for the oysters. So you get to try, you know, classic French. And looks like you're Louisiana. stealing some. Oh, I, I usually eat on the day after yeah. the leftovers. <laughs> I usually, if there's anything left over, but uh-huh. but I'll, I'll eat a good 100 bucks. What? Yeah, actually, seriously. There is, a, there is a picture somewhere. Maybe oh, we'll try to find it later. But uh, of the stack of shells, and I was gonna show it to you guys, and so I ate all of those. Me and uh, Canella, rest Whoa. in peace, my old dog. A couple of years ago, she would um, eat oysters. Well, if they if they didn't look that good to me, I'd give them to her, <laughs> <laughs> and she'd be all right. She'd oh, like them. she she loved them. She loved them. Seriously, yeah. Wow. Um, this next video is kind of cool. This is my kamasot or Korean cauldron, uh-huh. and I was smoking. With the whiskey barrel wood chips and uh, steaming at the same time. Oysters inside Oysters there? inside there, yeah. Oh, wow. So I got that piping, piping hot and, uh, and threw oysters whole in the shell in there. And after about 10 minutes, they would pop open. Oh. Uh, here is an oyster po' boy on the farm. These are deep fried. This deep fried. And because it's seven courses, we couldn't use actual like hoagies. So we got the Vietnamese bread, which uses the rice flour. Uh-huh. So it's much lighter bread so that we didn't fill people up too much. Because seven courses <sighs> of seafood, you don't want to eat a whole sandwich. Sure. But those are cornmeal with our own grown corn on the farm ground into meal. 
and you get that kind of shake. That's kind of Louisiana style or Southern style to fried oysters. Rather than using just flour, you get some cornmeal on there and it gets really crispy and deep fried oysters on a sandwich. We had, this one had a lovely roumelade made by my friend Ash. Uh, he's from Mississippi and, and loves a roumelade kind of sauce like that. Wow. A little spicy, you know, a little Is that creamy. easy to find in Korea? Absolutely not. No, not Absolutely. at all, right? That's what we try to do on the farm is things that, you know, people are missing or, or just creative, fun stuff and and uh, and you just got to get down there at the right time. You know, it's usually for one or two days and then we'll change the menu up and do something different. In the States, though, that is region specific, the po' boy, or can you yes, find it in New many Orleans. places? Yeah, no, Louisiana made it famous, I okay. believe. Uh, and there's all different kinds of po' boys. If you don't like oysters, you can try a shrimp po' boy. Mm, I'd like a shrimp one, please. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because the Korean way, yeah, that I had it differently in Tongyong was what I mentioned earlier the cool kanjang which i thought when i heard i was like oh yeah if i'm gonna like oysters i'm gonna like it like this right yeah and they're just i don't know is chicken is much better in that form <laughs> than an oyster deep fried and then it's got that kind of really thick batter and it's really sticky and it's more sweet than spicy so the sauce and everything was great but then you bite in there maybe it's because i expected chicken Right, yeah. like that's what my brain is thinking. Yeah, and then you taste all expectations that... versus satisfaction. Yeah. You're a little off completely, and it's really like an oyster is really seafoody, right? It tastes like the sea yeah. a lot. Yeah. I'm not sure if I was quite on board with that. I do apologize. Uh, Silver <laughs> Granny Lynn says I take the discarded oyster shells and turn them into Santa and Angel Christmas ornaments. Oh, cool! What... I'd like to see a picture of those. What do you do with the shells? Do they just go into like the general trash? I mean, what can you do? with them well we we usually um it's funny i've put them in the road and then driven over them repeatedly oh wow and then to crush them yeah to crush them and then mix them into the soil oh does that is that good for the soil there's sure, some nutrients sure, sure. in there well it, it's uh it's it's very alkaline uh-huh. so if you have very acidic soil it can help balance it back the other direction oh that's cool. it's also really good at just making a driveway uh-huh. Um, just lots you, of those to keep it yeah yeah a natural way to make a driveway without using you know like things like portland cement that's it's not gonna not burst really your tires or anything no no no. no. They, they mash down and make a pretty good driveway that doesn't get so muddy you know oh, yeah. like instead of a gravel or something like that perhaps. exactly well, that's pretty exactly. clever isn't it music Ooh. that you want to dance to oh, yeah. arirang. Arirang. arirang radio we're back for part three, Dish of the Day with Chef Ryan in the studio. And I believe this is one of your friends getting in touch, uh, Ryan. David yeah. Soroldoni. Hey, to the bank, Ada. Well, not an English speaker then. Uh, uh, not he native speaks one. English. He speaks English totally well, yes. And and a lot of Korean. He's been in Korea a long time. He has a little Brazilian restaurant in Suwon. Is he Brazilian? Called Pastel. Yes, oh. yes. He's my very good Brazilian friend, David. Tudo bem, beleza, bom dia. What does all that mean? I don't know. Uh, he says, though, um, I learn a lot about Korean cuisine with you. Please continue this program in Arirang Radio for us to learn much more. Cheers. David, I'd love to get down to your restaurant as well and try some of your cuisine. Yes, yes, it's lovely. Tigrish Eeyore brought up a controversial topic. It's not an oyster, but it has oyster in its name. Has anybody ever heard of Rocky Mountain Oysters? When he said that on the chat, I was like, surely there aren't any actual oysters from the Rocky 
mountains unless I'm missing something. Oh boy, we're gonna make this is cringeworthy. Okay, beware. Okay, so there's a thing in the states called Rocky Mountain oysters, also known as calf fries, uh-huh. and they are the <laughs> testicles of a male cow. Wow, and yes. why are they called oysters? <laughs> maybe it's the size or shape. I don't did, know. Did they look? Maybe yes. But I'm imagining. I've had calf fries before. I got to say, they're actually pretty good. Wow. Um, I've never had the Rocky Rocky Mountain oysters. The pictures that I've seen, they're mm-hmm. actually not prepared the same way oh we don't different. have to get into the details okay. anyway thank you for bringing that up tiggers you are it gave me a good laugh i forgot about those do we have um, that kind of cuisine in korea i do not think so, I don't think so um right? but hey we don't you know we're gonna slaughter animals we might as well use everything we can right yeah and, we're uh, good in korea about eating lots of different parts but not so much that side of things right? yeah i haven't heard of that one yet yeah, yeah. in in the fish we eat those kind of Reproductive organs. That's right. right. That's right. Why not? Owl tongue. Yeah. Uh, we've got some photos as well. Siska mentioned those oyster satays and sent us in a picture. Oh, they oh, look good, don't look they? At all the flavor on those spicy and savory um, versions. I can imagine. It'd make your mouth water so much. You can't really tell what they are with all the marinade <laughs> on them. And I'm guessing the smoky flavor. I, re- I reckon I could do those. Looks like either they were small or they were cooked quite a while and they shrank up a lot. So it wouldn't have that that mushy texture yeah. if a lot of people are turned off by that. These That's would probably be it. a little bit chewy and oh. maybe a little crispy on the edges. Yeah. Why don't you check out Rising's yes. message? Rising Radiance never had oysters, uh, but since they look like slimy snails, <laughs> I don't want to try them. <laughs> Don't judge a book by its cover. You no. gotta give it a shot. Oh, look at this video. Oh my god. Oh, goodness. we gotta show this. Did we get this? Oh dear. I think I sent this in the <laughs> These are the river oysters. Look how big that is, Ryan, right? That's not normal. It shouldn't be that big. Oh, you would be choking. Yes. Oh I tried to god. do as much as possible. Uh, but it was so difficult. And that last look on my face is how I felt, to be honest. Well, I tried if to... I would have told you before you tried that, you know. Raw fish from freshwater mm. is not a good idea for okay. human beings, boys and girls. Right. Thank you. Thank you for yeah. telling me now. I'm, I'm quite cross with the guy there for making me do yeah. that. Because, uh, yeah, when we went to his restaurant, the majority of them, they're put on like a, a grill in yeah. front of you yeah. and you eat them cooked. Um, I'm not sure if I preferred that, though, to be honest. Because uh, when I have had oysters, one or two times when I didn't mind it, it was. They were quite small. They were freezing cold. You put on some Tabasco and some other sauce. And you just swallow it, right? Yeah. So it's over yeah, before Those you know are from it. the sea. Okay. And so the chance of the parasites that exist in seawater mm. hurting you is very minimal, whereas fresh water have a better chance of getting us. So don't eat raw uh, seafood from fresh water. Yeah, okay. good advice. Kay says, eating oysters chucked fresh from the roadside, eating in concoctions of Chardon, Benny, hot pepper sauce, and tomato sauce. You can do that. In the Caribbean. Oh, wow. There's just vendors on the street side selling them like that. That's pretty cool. Yeah, that's the way I had my first oyster when I was two years old. Uh, They'd be like street side, water side vendors like that. I was given a gift and (laughs) I held it in my... The story goes, I don't really remember this that well. The story goes, I held it in my mouth. I didn't want to spit it out and offend anybody. So I walked all the way down the beach just holding this oyster in my mouth wow. not sure what quite to do you're with it. so polite aren't you but i love them now that's what matters yeah today is this the dish that we're, we're gonna run out on? of time yes yeah. here all we right. go
So this next picture is one of the variations of a of a cool gukbap, cool being oyster uh-huh. and gukbap being the rice in the soup. Okay, it looks like it's um, very green though. Yes. Do you know what what uh, in the Korean name for seaweed fluorescence is? Oh no, because it doesn't look like miok, right? Which no, is the kind of kelp not. that we talk this about. This is a seasonal seaweed called uh, mesengi uh-huh. in Korean or uh, seaweed. Fulvescence in okay. English and really good for you. Also, it gets really hot. Uh-huh. So be careful eating this hot. It holds the heat, the hot water inside. Oh, dear. So these come out to your table boiling. It always makes me feel great. And when it has this bright color, then they've cooked it the right amount of time. Uh-huh. Those are oysters in the spoon with the. It does look even slimier for those that don't <laughs> like slime. I'm adding extra slime on this one. It's Man got singing. the seaweed and the oysters. Yeah, Messingi in particular, out of the seaweeds, even is yeah. pretty slimy and kind, kind of it's snotty. almost snot like. Yeah, I'll yeah. agree with you there, but. You gotta try these exotic things. It's too cool. Now the next picture here is just the general proper cool uh, gukbap, the oyster rice soup. You can oh, see there are different tofu. versions. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. So this was our our inspiration for getting into all these oysters today. <laughs> Finally getting into the soup. Now um, I would like to tell you guys briefly how to make this. Even if you have frozen oysters in your area, you, you know, if you guys are in the Rocky Mountains, uh, <laughs> you know, and you can. Get Get some frozen oysters or even in a can you could still make this um and definitely if you got fresh oysters you got to try this so most korean soups start with an anchovy broth yeah. but oysters have a, a good enough strong enough flavor to them you don't need the dried anchovies okay all you really want is is a type of radish you know uh back in the west you might not find korean radishes unless you got a korean supermarket but you could find maybe daikon or something like that mm-hmm. a big radish even if you got smaller radishes Cut those up, get that in your broth, uh, water, radish, um, then get that up to a boil, reduce it to a simmer. You'll get the flavor out of that radish as it gets softer. Um, when those radishes start to get softer, you can throw in your oysters, maybe some chopped up scallions. Uh, this is when you might add some tofu. Mm. Some people add bean sprouts. Uh-huh. Uh, here it looks like they've added an egg as well. Yeah. Um, you're going to have your cook- cooked rice on the side. Um, don't overcook the oysters though. They're supposed to be still kind of plump when okay. you enjoy this dish. So how so many minutes in when, the bowl? After maybe? you get the oysters in, it's just one or two minutes later. Oh wow. And it's ready. So this is something you can make really quick. Uh-huh. Um, and it's so, so good. Uh, I like to add a little spicy chilies, maybe even a little bit of uh, yellow onion julienne in there as well. That looked like um, quite a simple, like clean soup. Because it really is. In Korea, it's maybe thicker, like your jigas, your kimchi jigas, tenjang right. jigas. Is, but that looks like many people could be on board as long as they like the taste of oysters, I true, suppose. Right? True, true, true. Yeah. Uh, yeah. We do have like, is this a bonus picture? What's yeah, going bonus on here? picture. Yeah, let's go back to it. So, this is from a pop up I did. Is there uh, oyster in that? So, that's an oyster on the half shell uh-huh. with uni or songe <gasps> or sea urchin wow. and two types of caviar that I. Sh- Smuggled in oh. on my way back from the states just oh, before wow. this event, and some creme fraiche, all on one shell, and a little bit of julienned perilla. I oh yeah, on the top it looks like endive, doesn't it? And people really love this one. This was a lot of fun. This was part of an oyster course dinner, where even dessert. I did 
I think it was seven or nine courses uh-huh. and only oysters and everything. Even the dessert was oysters. What was uh, your dessert? It was uh, New Orleans beignet, which is like a deep fried uh, bread. I've had that at your farm. oyster inside it. Oh, my goodness. And then a, a salted caramel <sighs> vanilla ice cream. And it worked. Really? Yeah, I didn't even have a chance to test it out, but, wow. but people loved it. Um, then this picture up now is the Rockefeller that I was talking to. That's my culinary students in the back years ago. Wow. And, and we made oysters. We would make oysters Rockefeller every year. That looks good. Look at that crispy bacon and Parmesan on top. Yes, please. Put it, if you've got a broiler, you know, put it underneath there. So good. So, so good. Oh, I'm excited about oysters. I got to wait two more weeks and I'll have the event on the farm. Oh, good luck with that. I can't say I'm going to be the first to book uh, (laughs) my attenders I'm going to rope you in, man. Make you eat it. Are you doing Rockefeller oysters? Too much work, isn't it? I might. We'll see. Okay. Ryan, as ever, thanks for coming in with your deep knowledge on Korean food. We'll see you again next Thursday. can listen to Dish of the Day with Chef Brian every Friday at 10am KST on Hashtag Daily Cake.